to the main event. Totally random. Totally random sports show. Here's your host, Sean Lincoln. Y'all ready for this? Don't call it a comeback. I've been here for years. I'm rocking my pants, putting suckers in fear, making the tears rain down. The Great Cup matchup is set. A week of great quarterbacks in the NFL. UFC 123 from Michigan. And hockey loses a legend. We'll go over all that on more this week on the Totally Random Sports Show. This is episode 11 of the Totally Random Sports Show. I am Sean Lincoln. And a uh, busy week this week. Uh, we'll get right into it with the Grey Cup come up next week and we know who is playing in it now or the east and west finals were this week uh, and the east final montreal played toronto and this game was over within the first two drives montreal ended up winning 48 17 and just dominated toronto calvio the most outstanding player candidate and i'm gonna say probably winner was 19 for 26 for 334 yards and just went wherever he wanted on on the Toronto defense and had no problem, you know, deep, short, wherever. It all worked for him. Uh, Avon Covern was also good for the Alouettes. He had uh, 17 carries for 163 yards. So unbelievable. And uh, Montreal's defense looked great. They held Corey Boyd to just 43 yards on 8 attempts and the big thing was they scored the two touchdowns real early in the game and they forced Cleo Lemon to have to pass and Cleo Lemon is nobody will say who Cleo Lemon is a great quarterback and he just couldn't keep or he couldn't keep Toronto into this game and Montreal just absolutely dominated the west final on the other side Saskatchewan and Calgary had a great game barn burner came down right to the end where Saskatchewan Got the win, 20-16. to 16. Darian Durant looked pretty good, 20 for 36 for 180. 109 of those yards went to Chris Getzlaff, who had a great day on eight receptions. And, you know, Saskatch- this is a typical Saskatchewan Rough Riders game this year. They're just grinding it out. They're not, you know, the best team out there, but they're grinding it out and getting wins. So, good for them. And so it'll set up a Grey Cup rematch this year, Saskatchewan and Montreal. I don't think Saskatchewan is quite the powerhouse they were last year, but like as I was just saying, they have that rider magic that seems to help them all the time. So it's going to be an interesting game. I like Montreal here. Just Calville's been so good this year. I don't think there's a way you're going to get around that. I pick Montreal, but I'm hoping for anywhere near as good of a game as last year. And I'm sure Ryder fans are hoping for a little bit of a different result after that. Too many men on the field really cost them last year. That's it for CFL, though. We'll go over the Grey Cup next week. Uh, We're going to move on to UFC 123. (laughs) 
Bar took place from the Palace of Auburn Hills in Michigan on Saturday. It was headlined by Quentin Rampage Jackson and Lyoto Machida. They were both coming off losses. And this one went down to the wire. And Rampage won via split decision. Uh, 28-29, 29-28, 29-28. 29, 29, this was a decent fight. You know, nothing too special. Real controversial. Post-fight, Rampage said right away that they should have a rematch. Apparently that's not going to happen. So, you know, always something with judges. Whenever you leave it to the judges, though, in UFC, they tell you you have to end the fight. Because if you leave it to the judges, you never know what could happen. And I guess that's what happened to Leota Machida here. It's his second loss in a row. Second of his career as well. So he's sort of dropped down a little bit. It's disappointing for him. And Rampage is back on his way up here. He hasn't fought for a while. He did uh, the A-team not too long ago. So he's been out for a while, but he comes back with a big win and uh, hopefully boosting himself right back into title contention with this win. Uh, the other big fight on the card was BJ Penn and Matt Hughes, and this one was just a slaughter. BJ Penn gets the KO 21 seconds into the first round. I just floored Hughes with a big right hand and grounded pounded him until it was over. Hughes has got to be almost done. You know, he's getting into that Chuck Liddell, Tito Ortiz category, and uh, I don't know if he can be around too much longer. BJ Penn did get knocked out of the night for this, so he'll get a nice little bonus. Fights on the card, on the main card anyways, is Gerald Harris lost to Mike Welfalaco uh, via unanimous decision, and George Sadaropoulos defeats Joe Lozon with a Kimura at 243 of round two. Real nasty-looking Kimura. Not a great card for the UFC, more of a transition card. Up next for them, of course, is GSP and Koscheck in Montreal, and I think that's going to be the big one. Everyone who's been watching that Ultimate Fighter show wants to see Koshek get his face knocked in. And with the ridiculously good crowd they're going to get in Montreal, it's going to be fun. So, I think that's the one they're building to. This was just sort of something to put in the middle. I think this is a card that will somewhat benefit from that WEC merger that will happen after Christmas. I don't think every card needs a title match, but it helps sort of solidify that it's a good card. And, you know, Rampage Machida, two guys coming off losses, wasn't the most exciting fight. BJ Penn Hughes are two older guys that people think could be done. So, you know, it wasn't the greatest. There's a lot of name value, but when it actually came to fights, it wasn't the best-looking card. Uh, not a terrible card, though. It, it ended up being pretty good. But enough of that. We'll move on to the good, the bad, and the ugly of the NHL this week. Lots of stuff going on in the NHL this week. Uh, I'm going to start with the good. First thing I noticed this week, Timu Solani, uh, the 40-year-old, is in his 18th year in the league. And going into his game last night, he had 8 goals and 14 assists for 22 points in 22 games. And just having a great season. You know, this is a guy that a lot of people said could have retired a couple years ago, especially when he's playing in Colorado, yeah, about 2000, I think, five around it was. And a lot of people said this guy should have retired. And uh, he really has stepped up in the last couple of years. Last year he was great. This year he's looking great. And as long as he stays healthy, he's on an enormous pace for a guy that old. I don't think there's anyone who benefited more from the lockout year than Timu Solani. He took most of that year off, got surgery, and really just got his body back to where it should be. 
and he's come back like a machine since that and just been terrific. So, nice to see. He's always been one of my personal favorites. And it's good to see him scoring goals consistently and helping that Anaheim team out. Uh, next good, Mark Savard, uh, Boston Bruins forward who's been out. He's out almost all of last year with concussion sy syndromes, came back for the playoffs, and I admitted that he probably came back too early and hasn't skated again since. Was back on the ice this week, uh, not not any contact or anything, but at least back on the ice, and his return looks hopeful for uh, for next month. So it's great to see Mark Savard coming back. Great player, huge for Boston. You know, it's those concussions that it's rough to see. Great players going out for so long with concussion syndromes. Not quite as long as we're seeing in the NFL with guys, but no fun to watch the stars of the game sitting on the sidelines all year. Move on to the bad. The New York Islanders have their 12th straight loss uh, last night, and this is just a routine that is reeling and looks horrendous. They can't get a win any which way. They started the season not too bad, but since then, 12 straight, and they're going to have to pull this out of the basement pretty quick, or they're looking at another first-round draft pick to play with John Tavares, who actually hasn't had a bad season. I think he's got eight goals, which isn't awful, but this team just doesn't have the depth to play good and win games. And for such a storied franchise, it's hard to see them continue to lose year after year. And I'm sure the the crowd in New York there is not too happy about it. So, Martin Brodeur has re-injured his elbow after coming back for, I think, a game right back out. And uh, he could be out another two or three weeks. A bad year for Martin Brodeur, just dealing with injury. When he comes back, he hasn't been playing great. And this New Jersey Devil team could really use a solid goaltender between the pipes. For years, their whole game has been, you know, sort of trap, the boring kind of style that nobody really likes. But they've been able to do that with Martin Roder back there. He's been terrific for them constantly. And you got to think his career has got to be close to winding down, you know. He can't stay healthy this year, and he doesn't look to be the same goaltender. It's possible he could be done. Uh, our last bad... In the Edmonton Oilers Anaheim Mighty Ducks last game last night, in the Edmonton Oilers Anaheim Mighty Ducks game last night, Edmonton was up two nothing uh, in the second period when Theo Peckham, Oilers defenseman, was circling out of his own zone and went to dump the puck off the glass, and it ended up going out of play. Now the whole Ducks team pointed up as if he shot it over, and the refs made the call that he shot it over the glass. So the two minute for delay of game for shooting it out over the glass in your own zone. The problem was, looking on it on replay, Peckham shot it through the little hole in the glass for the cameraman that was open near the bottom of the glass. How does nobody see this and how do you make this call? The referee was standing no more than 10 feet away from him. She definitely should have seen that it didn't go up over the glass. You know, that's a big big difference at going through the bottom and top of the glass you should be able to tell and that being said where were the rest there's four guys on the ice one of the refs have to see that this doesn't go over the glass but they make the call and Anaheim ends up scoring two goals in 22 seconds to tie that game and the Oilers are just livid and who can blame them this was 
one of the worst calls I've seen this year. Like, just ridiculous. And it it cost the Oilers at the time. It ended. They ended up being all right. They came back and won four to two, but just a terrible call. And you know, one of four guys has to see that. Uh, we'll move on to the ugly of the NHL this week. Uh, sad story: Pat Burns dies on November nineteenth, twenty ten, after his long battle with cancer. Uh, over fourteen seasons, he had a career record of five hundred one, three hundred and fifty. Uh, 161 and 14. Burns won three Jack Adams awards and a Stanley Cup with New Jersey in 2003 and will be survived by his wife and two children. And uh, sad to see Pat Burns go one of the all-time legends in coaching and one of the all-time, you know, good guys in hockey. Uh, He was a cop before he took over the bench boss's job and over a long career he did a lot of good things so uh, thoughts and prayers go out to friends and family of Pat Burns off that we'll go to the NFL though interesting week in the NFL Uh, a a lot of the best quarterbacks in the league showing why they're the best quarterbacks in the league but instead of that we're going to start in Houston, where for the second straight week, the Texans lose an absolute heartbreaker. Uh, last week against last week against Jacksonville, they were up, and Jacksonville threw that Hail Mary with no time left on the clock that looked to be right into a t- Texans player's, defensive player's hands, and he batted it into the Jacksonville players, right into his lap for the touchdown and the win. And this week was no better. They were up uh, with about 30 seconds left. Gave the Jets the ball. And the Jets marched all the way down the field. Including a huge 42-yard pass to Braylon Edwards. And then a 6-yard TD to Santonio Holmes with 6 seconds left. To give the Jets their 8th win of the year. Uh, Santonio Holmes has been clutch for them. He got the winning TD last week in overtime against Cleveland and set up the winning TD the week before that. So uh, Mark Sanchez is really getting help from his better receivers. And this Jets team, they look for real. You know, they're not blowing anyone out, but week after week they come out and get the wins. And they're one of the top teams in the NFL right now at 8-2. and two. So the Jets are a team to be reckoned with. On to our little bit better quarterbacks. Drew Brees led the New Orleans Saints 24-19 over Seattle. Uh, He was 29 for 42 for 382 and four touchdowns. Great game for Drew Brees. And uh, this improves them to 7-3, which, you know, they are expected to be a lot better, but with the injuries they've had, especially at the running back position, a 7-3 record is pretty good. Uh, Reggie Bush did come out for the warm-up of this game. He will. He did not dress. Uh, it looks likely that he'll dress next week, which will give this team a huge boost having a, their running back back. I think New Orleans is going to be right in it come thick of the year. They could have a shot to repeat with the way they've been playing without some of their better players. So watch out for New Orleans as we move on. In the battle of the best quarterbacks, uh, New England beats... Uh, Peyton Manning and the Indiana Indianapolis Colts, 31-28. This is a story of two very different quarterbacks. Uh, Peyton Manning 
threw 52 passes as opposed to Tom Brady's 25. Uh, Manning completed 38 of 52 for 396 and four touchdowns. Uh, the problem in his game, he threw three interceptions, which really cost them. It was one even on their last drive that really sealed the win for New England. Uh, not normal to see Peyton Manning throwing three interceptions. Uh, it's just shocking, absolutely, actually. But uh, really hurts the Colts this week, who slide to six and four, and in a very competitive division, they are now hardly out in front. They just haven't looked like the Colts we've been used to seeing the last seven or eight years. Peyton Manning's look good, and they but they just haven't been able to pull off the win. I'm not really sure why. You know, Manning's still making all the great throws. He can get it to anyone. You could put a shopping cart out there, and it would get 100 receiving yards from Peyton Manning. So I don't really honestly know what's wrong with this team. They have two division losses. They're just in a little bit of trouble and can't seem to right in the ship. Uh, the other side of the ball, uh, Tom Brady was 19 for 25 for 188 and two touchdowns. Uh, they had a two-pronged running attack that really got them through this game. The Patriots look about the same as always. They're winning games just like they always have. Looks like they're going to, you know, in that tight division with the Jets. I think they're a game behind now, so interesting little game there. That'll be a fun division to watch to the end uh, between those two teams to see who can pull it out. And, you know, Miami was in that until last week's loss, or this week's loss, I guess, to Chicago. So you never know, a couple losses by anyone, and they're right back in it. But it looks like a two-team race, and it's exciting to watch. Last game I'm going to go over is Philadelphia and New York Giants. Uh, Michael Vick is just terrific. After coming off a huge Monday night game last week, which was unbelievable, where he threw for four touchdowns, rushed for two more, uh, they actually they absolutely stomped the Washington Redskins. He comes back again with another great performance. He goes 25, 24 for 38 and 358 yards. And I posted this on my Twitter last week asking if he was one of the best quarterbacks in the league right now. And I had a lot of people agree that he, he is in that top echelon, you know. It's amazing for Michael Vick with all the stuff he's gone through to come back and just be as good as he is. And this guy... You know, there's been talk, even though he's played only half of their games this year, there's been talk of MVP for him. And it would be hard to argue. He has been absolutely unbelievable. You know, on his feet, through the air, wherever you need him, he's been making plays. And it's just impressive to watch. And, you know, hopefully he can keep it up, stay healthy. Because if he is healthy, you could see Michael Vick, you know, making a play this year at a good playoff run at even possibly Super Bowl. You know, Philadelphia is just a really good team when they have Michael Vick in the lineup. As my thoughts on the NFL this week, Monday Nighter will be San Diego, Denver, both teams not looking very strong this year, not as strong as expected anyways. Uh, I think San Diego has a better chance in this game. They've looked pretty decent and I could never bet against Philip Rivers. So that's uh, most of the show this week. Uh, a little bit of a short one. Next week we'll have all great cup coverage. We'll talk about the ultimate fighter as that season will winding down. We'll have our finalists by next week. And uh, two weeks from now 
is the finale, which will then be followed up by St. Pierre Koshek, which I can't wait to see. Uh, Ultimate Fighter has been a good season this year. GSP has definitely proved to be the better coach, and he, he plays the ultimate good guy, like I said he would. And Koscheck, uh, you know, Koscheck's going to come out. He's going to be the jerk, but he's getting a lot of eyes on that fight. So, you know, he knows how to sell himself, and, he, you know, he'll get a ton of cash for that fight. And he, th- I think he thinks he can win, so we'll see. GSP, I still think, is maybe the best fighter in the world right now, pound for pound. He's so good standing up. He can t- he'll can take you down and just wrestle you around. I think GSP wins that fight, but that's for another week. That's all we have this week. Uh, hit me up with your thoughts, feedback, anything, Twitter, Oil Canton. On Facebook, it's a Totally Random Sports Show. Join the page, like it. Trying to get to uh, 75 people on the Facebook page by Christmas. So, you know, anyone who likes this kind of stuff... Tune them in, see if they like it, you know, share your thoughts, share your feedback, we'll try to read it all out, you know, whatever you want to talk about, I'll try to talk about it on the show, so send your thoughts in, let me know, besides that, thanks for listening guys, have a good week, we'll talk to you later.